Today is the third day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian, and it is wonderful to be here with you on day three of our adventure through the scriptures together this year. We're just getting going. We're just getting moved into this year and moved into the scriptures for a rhythm that will be a daily rhythm around the global campfire together, taking one step forward every day, leading us through the whole Bible and the whole year. And so as we've been spending this week kind of moving in, we've talked about Genesis. Yesterday, we talked about Matthew. We'll talk about the Psalms when we get there today. But before we get there, Genesis chapters 5 through 7 today. This is the written account of the descendants of Adam. When God created human beings, he made them to be like himself. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and called them human. When Adam was 130 years old, he became the father of a son who was just like him, in his very image. He named his son Seth. After the birth of Seth, Adam lived another 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Adam lived 930 years, and then he died. When Seth was 105 years old, he became the father of Enosh. After the birth of Enosh, Seth lived another 807 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Seth lived 912 years, and then he died. When Enosh was 90 years old, he became the father of Canaan. After the birth of Canaan, Enosh lived another 815 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enosh lived 905 years, and then he died. When Canaan was 70 years old, he became the father of Mahalalel. After the birth of Mahalalel, Canaan lived another 840 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Kenan lived 910 years, and then he died. When Mahalalel was 65 years old, he became the father of Jared. After the birth of Jared, Mahalalel lived another 830 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Mahalalel lived 895 years, and then he died. When Jared was 162 years old, he became the father of Enoch. After the birth of Enoch, Jared lived another 800 years and he had other sons and daughters. Jared lived 962 years and then he died. When Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared, because God took him. 
When Methuselah was 187 years old, he became the father of Lamech. After the birth of Lamech, Methuselah lived another 782 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Methuselah lived 969 years, and then he died. When Lamech was 182 years old, he became the father of a son. Lamech named his son Noah, for he said, May he bring us relief from our work and the painful labor of farming this ground that the Lord has cursed. After the birth of Noah, Lamech lived another 595 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Lamech lived 777 years, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat. 
lower, middle, and upper. Look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat with all your family. For among all the people of the earth, I can see that you alone are righteous. Take with you seven pairs, male and female, of each animal I have approved for eating and for sacrifice. And take one pair of each of the others. Also take seven pairs of every kind of bird. There must be a male and a female in each pair to ensure that all life will survive on the earth after the flood. Seven days from now I will make the rains pour down on the earth, and it will rain for forty days and forty nights, until I have wiped from the earth all the living things I have created. So Noah did everything as the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. He went on board the boat to escape the flood, he and his wife and his sons and their wives. With them were all the various kinds of animals, those approved for eating and for sacrifice and those that were not along with all the birds and the small animals that scurry along the ground. They entered the boat in pairs, male and female, just as God had commanded Noah. After seven days, the waters of the flood came and covered the earth. When Noah was 600 years old, on the 17th day of the second month, all the underground waters erupted from the earth, and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. The rain continued to fall for forty days and forty nights. That very day, Noah had gone into the boat with his wife and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives. With them in the boat were pairs of every kind of animal, domestic and wild, large and small, along with birds of every kind. Two by two they came into the boat, representing every living thing that breathes. A male and female of each kind entered, just as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord closed the door behind them. For forty days the floodwaters grew deeper covering the ground and lifting the boat high above the earth. As the waters rose higher and higher above the ground, the boat floated safely on the surface. Finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, 
rising more than 22 feet above the highest peaks. All the living things on Earth died. Birds, domestic animals, wild animals, small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people. Everything that breathed and lived on dry land died. God wiped out every living thing on the earth. People, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and the birds of the sky. All were destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and those with him in the boats. And the floodwaters covered the earth for 150 days. Matthew 3, 7 through 4, 11. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced them. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed. Who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't you say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes. Every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater, that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire, he is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. And Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, It should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son, who brings me great joy. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For forty days and forty nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God... Tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say, 
people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, He will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away, and angels came and took care of Jesus. Okay, so this brings us to our a portion of the Psalms that we read each day, and this is our move-in week, and so let's just kind of fly over the Psalms, try to get a little bit of orientation to what we're reading when we read from the Psalms. Psalms is, is actually five books contained in one volume contained within the Bible. And we'll notice that as we're moving through the Psalms, because when we come to the next book, it will be announced. Like we'll start book one, which we already have. And then when book two comes, it'll let us know we're going into book two. And these books are kind of organized by author or theme or the the purpose of the poem or the song and dating back into deep antiquity the psalms have been considered priceless a collection of 150 of the most beautiful songs and hymns and congregational singings and individual songs and poems of worship that have ever been that have ever been on earth the staying power of the psalms and the usage of the psalms and the way that we turn to the psalms for comfort and clarity and direction is really unsurpassed in any other work. And many ways, this is sort of like the written version of the soundtrack to the culture of the people. These songs were used and continue to be used for century after century after century. And there are different kinds of psalms. We'll find very, very personal cries of the heart. But we'll also find groupings of psalms, like, for example, the Psalms of Ascent. So these songs were sung as people were on pilgrimage on their way up to the holy city of Jerusalem. So in so many ways, this is the backdrop, the soundtrack, like I said, to the culture of the Bible. And one of the primary voices in the Psalms will be that of the second king of Israel. And at this point, like if you've been through the Bible plenty of times and you kind of know where this is going, but if this is your first round, you're like the second king of Israel. Hmm. Like, how does that work? We, because where we are on day three, there is, there is no Israel. There are no children of Israel. And so there is no king of Israel. 
We'll get to that soon enough. The whole story will unfold before us. But the second king of Israel was named King David. Super famous person that we're going to get to know really well. Actually, the Bible has a lot of material, so we really, really do get to immerse ourselves in King David's story. And that will happen when we get to First uh, and Second Samuel, and then in First Chronicles. And so we'll get this sketch of the life and times of King David and his character. But it's actually the fact that he was a creative, that he was a musician, that he wrote a lot of music to pour out the emotions that he was feeling in his life, as creative people are prone to do. David was such a person. And so although First and Second Samuel, First Chronicles will give us the story of David's life, it's what we read in the Psalms that give us a picture of David's heart. And David did a lot of really foolish things and did some downright horrible things. And we'll see that. But he was a man after God's own heart. That's what the scriptures tell us. He made some colossal errors, but his heart was after God. And we see that as we move through the Psalms. And so with that, we will jump into reading Psalm chapter 3 today, which happens to be a Psalm of David. And so, there we go. Psalm chapter 3, a Psalm of David. Regarding the time that David fled from his son, Absalom. Oh Lord, I have so many enemies. So many are against me. So many are saying, God will never rescue him. But you, oh Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord and he answered me from his holy mountain. I lay down and slept, yet I woke up in safety, for the Lord was watching over me. I am not afraid of 10,000 enemies who surround me on every side. Arise, O Lord, Rescue me, my God. Slap all my enemies in the face. Shatter the teeth of the wicked. Victory comes from you, O Lord. May you bless your people. Proverbs 1, 10 through 19. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone. Just for fun, let's ambush the innocent. Let's swallow them alive like the grave. Let's swallow them whole 
like those who go down to the pit of death. Think of the great things we'll get. We'll fill our houses with all the stuff we take. Come, throw in your lot with us. We'll all share the loot. My child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. They rush to commit evil deeds. They hurry to commit murder. If a bird sees a trap being set, it knows to stay away. But these people set an ambush for themselves. They are trying to get themselves killed. Such is the fate of all who are greedy for money. It robs them of life. Okay, so in the book of Genesis today, we covered like a thousand years. So we started out going through different generations and we would notice that those generations were pretty long, like many centuries long. We have these early ancestors who are living eight, nine hundred plus years. And so we moved through a lot of territory, territory just reading through their history the earliest recorded people that we know of by name. And then we met somebody who is pretty famous. If you've been around the Bible or been around Sunday school, the story of Noah and the ark is certainly world famous and has been for a very, very long time, thousands of years. And so we met Noah as a righteous person who walked in close fellowship with God. We also really kind of got to the other side of the story. We, we were in the Garden of Eden yesterday and we watched this deception happen. We witnessed something very sad. We witnessed God coming to his children in the cool of the evening and saying something terribly sad. What have you done? In today's reading, we kind of get to see how sad that really was because over time, as the generations began to unfold, as we meet Noah, we see that the scriptures tell us that people had turned their hearts to nothing but evil. They had given themselves over to evil completely so much so that God regretted ever making us here, ever making this place for us, ever putting us here. And so we saw God's decision to reset the earth completely with a flood. And we began to see the first rumblings of a redemptive thread that winds its way through the Bible. Noah was saved, and along with him, so was humanity. And then we come to some, you know, some of the fanciful things in the Bible. We, we hear of the Nephilim. We hear of the sons of God mating with the daughters of Eve, creating the legendary people of old, the giants, and, uh, 
That is the stuff of theological legend and lore for a very, very long time. As you can imagine, it captures the imagination. What are we talking about here? And although we can't go into a super long convoluted thing, we can say that the Bible is telling us there are beings that are not human, that existed, that mated with with the daughters of Eve, with human women, and that essentially giants were born. We will see as we continue this story that giants being in the land is something that was uh, terrifying to the Hebrew people as we go along and watch their formation. We will even see somebody like King David we were just talking about about the Psalms a minute ago, we will see that King David became famous for one specific reason, killing a giant named Goliath. And so kind of the story that lingers behind the story throughout a number of passages in the Bible is that God has a divine family a divine council of beings that are not human beings, but are created beings. Many biblical scholars who kind of land in this territory and live in this territory would say these are actually gods. Now, <laughs> even me saying that out of my mouth, like I do not want this to be misconstrued. There is one God most high there is no other but that does not mean there are not lesser beings that were known as gods not rival gods to the most high but divine celestial beings nonetheless we could simplify the whole thing and say well this is the sort of angelic realm these beings are divine beings created by god who are not human beings but who do visit the earth from time to time and we see some of them in the bible and human beings can see them and hear them but the topography of the divine realm may be more extensive than we know you want to be on a scholarly search place to go is to just start searching for the divine council god's divine council this is kind of the first place in the bible that we get an inkling that this exists many scholars would say no the first time you hear that this exists is when god is creating the world and says let us create man in our image of course there's all kinds of theological implications there and so a lot of times we fall on the place that God is talking to himself in the form of the Trinity, that he's talking to the Spirit and the Son, Jesus, at the same time. There are lots of scholars who would say, no, that's not how the Hebrew reads, that's not how it is. And so I'm just pointing this out. I'm not trying to do a teaching on this. I don't think I have enough background on this. It's not really where our focus is to to dig into the, all the esoteric things in the Bible. We're here daily taking steps forward every day to learn as much as we possibly can, but to also take what we learn and apply it to our lives so that we become transformed people. 
And so that we realize that we're getting into a relationship with the Bible. This isn't a book that we're going to read once because, I mean, we can do that and just check it off the list and say, I read the Bible. But what we'll find is that it's living and it's important and it's poignant in our lives. And so we... We try to look into the scriptures and say, how do, how do I live into this today? God's divine family, God's divine counsel, the angelic realm, the demonic realm. If you dive in, it's going to be a deep dive because you will find that every conceivable thing that can be added into the mix has already been. And you'll find a plethora of scholarly as well as science fiction um, explanations. But I'm just suggesting now, like, we'll go as deep as you want to go, but just watch as we go through the Bible that we'll see giants over and over again and all kinds of references throughout the scriptures about the divine counsel of the Lord God. A counsel that that we get to be invited into a part of the spiritual story that we get to play a role in. And we begin to realize there's more going on here than just the problems of my life and what I'm trying to arrange for to make my life more comfortable. There's a lot more going on. And as we will see from the Apostle Paul, when we get into Paul's letters, that he will tell us we do not fight against flesh and blood. That's not the wrestling match here. That's not what we're fighting against. This isn't a fight against each other. It's against principalities. It's against powers. It's against the rulers of the darkness of this world. It's against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so for us to simply have the category is important. This is where it begins to be introduced in the Bible. And so we will continue tomorrow with the story of Noah. And then when we flipped over and read from Matthew today, we began hearing what John the Baptist was teaching about repentance. And then Jesus comes and invites John to baptize him in the Jordan River which he does. And then the spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness where he is tempted by the Satan or the devil. And it's really interesting because we just came through Genesis chapter three and we saw people perfectly created and a world as it was intended to be. And then we saw sin enter the story we saw deception enter the story and so jesus coming to earth now we have the first sinless human being walking upon the earth since adam and eve and what happens same kind of invitation into a similar kind of deception like basically the evil one is telling Jesus, I'll give all of this to you if you will worship me. Like, there doesn't have to be any conflict here. Worship me and you get everything that you came here to get. Take the easy way, bro. Take the easy way. Jesus sends him away. 
a different response than what we saw in the Garden of Eden. And so as we're just getting to know Jesus and just watching how he conducts himself and understanding that we're looking at a person as they were supposed to be, then we realize that we also face these temptations into a false deceptive reality that looks like the easy way and we're going to be like Adam and Eve or we're going to be like Jesus and this is a daily choice whether to eat what is forbidden right, or whether to put what is forbidden into our lives not because there's a bunch of rules that are there to cage us but because deception and evil will destroy us then we realize we have this choice to make each and every day it's an ongoing progressive thing and as we're learning from the bible there's a whole lot more going on than just us and our self-absorbed issues that continually trip us up and so we're starting to get a bigger picture and it will be a joy to watch it unfold in our lives and allow it to transform us and so father we thank you for your word and we thank you for day three another day to step forward together in community as we're getting moved into this year and we ask your blessings over what we've read in the scriptures today plant it deep in the soil of our hearts we open ourselves to you and long for your instruction lead us into all truth we pray in the name of jesus we ask amen dailyaudiobible.com that is home base it's the website it's where you find out what's going on around here the daily audio bible app is available from the app store that's connected to your device and that will get you to all the different sections as well the daily audio bible shop is full of resources that are specifically made over years for the journey that we are on through the Bible in a year. And so you can certainly check out those resources, things to read, things to take certain aspects of the story deeper, things to listen to, things to wear, things to drink from, things to enjoy. You go. You check it out. And uh, if you're climbing on board for the journey, then wear your colors. You can find that in the Daily Audio Bible shop. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you deeply. We wouldn't be a global campfire if we weren't in this together. And so there is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, three seven one seven four and as always if you have a prayer request or encouragement you can hit the hotline button in the app that's the little red button up at the top 
or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I will be waiting for you here tomorrow. This is Marissa from Southern Ohio. Just calling for uh, Jonathan, I think, from Denver. Said he was struggling, not feeling, not really feeling like um, he's being made new and, and everything. I just wanted to tell you, I heard a really great analogy. If, um, let's just say there's an off-duty police officer and he goes into a gas station and there's a robbery occurring. Does the robbery stop just because the police officer is there? No. The police officer has to exercise the authority he's been given and do something. And I just want to encourage you, Christ has given us authority to trample on the works of the enemy. So use the authority you have. Don't allow the enemy to make you feel these ways. Don't believe and go along with the lies of the enemy. Um, you can just say in the name of Jesus, I renounce the enemy that's you know making me believe whatever it is. I no longer agree with or will continue to behave in, in ways if these things are true. I've really found that to be helpful and just taken back, you know, I mean, we have the authority Christ gave it to us to be able to rebuke the enemy. And so just really exercising that authority. I think it's great um, that you called in for prayer because I think that um, other people praying for you helps you. It's like emboldens your spirit. It gives it, it gives you that um, inner motivation. So anyways, I hope that makes sense. Um, I've prayed for you and I will again as soon as I hang up. So anyway, blessings. See ya. Hey, my Daily Audio Bible family. This is Mary from Virginia. And I just wanted to call in and um, just remind you all uh, to share the Daily Bible, uh, Daily Audio Bible app with family, friends, those, you know, that may just benefit from this, this app. Um, I've shared it with my family and I'm just praying that um, that they will take the time to download the app and listen to it. Um, I've been listening for a few years now, since 2020, um, and it's had a really positive impact on my life. And um, so just praying that my family will, um, I've been sharing it with them for a few years now, so hoping just one of them will listen to it. But just remember, especially starting the new year, to just share it with, with um, yeah, with, with everybody um, that you can. Uh, family, friends, coworkers, whoever you can that you think will, uh, you know, just benefit from it. All right. With that, Happy New Year. Hi. Good evening, Dabbers. This is Donna from Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm calling to thank Brian for the wonderful sleep album. I've been listening every night. It's just beautiful and helps me. I've had sleep issues for years and it helps me go right, um, Head hits the pillow. And thank you, Diane Olive-Brown, for the beautiful analogy of the sensitive dressage horse. And isn't that just how we are supposed to be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, just as the horse responds to the lightest touch of the hand communicated through the rein to the mouth and to thighs, knees, and heel. And also to Marilyn who was riding motorcycles with her husband and would be separated by cars getting between them so she couldn't see him. 
and would become anxious. And isn't that what Jesus does, just as her husband does? He waits for us, and he will turn around and seek us. What? How blessed we are. And I've got a story of my own. Um, when I was praying, I noticed that the twinkling Christmas lights around my window, some of them were off, but some of them were brighter than ever. And that was because it was morning and the sun was shining and lighting them up so much brighter than they ever could shine on their own battery power. And isn't that just what the Holy Spirit does with us? He works and shines through us so that we can light up way brighter than ever we could under our own power. So blessings to you all. Happy New Year. Love you. Donna from Pennsylvania. Good morning, DAB family. This is the burning bush that will not be devoured for the glory of our God and King. Today I listened to the DAB um, just before the year's end. I heard a lady call in for her son, Darian, I think, Dorian, who um, got into drugs and got arrested for that. Um... My sister, I want you to know that my heart goes out to you and I'm praying for your child. I'm praying that God will um, protect him in the name of Jesus and heal him, deliver him from addictions. I pray for all parents right now that are dealing with kids who are struggling with addictions or behavioral problems. Father God, I pray that you give us the strength, O oh Lord, to parent like you parent us, Father to love, oh God, to not give up on our kids, but Father God, to be strong, Father, help us, oh Lord. Give us wisdom as we move forward. I pray for these kids as they are um, moving forward under foreign management, Father, I pray that in the name of Jesus, you will deliver them in the name of Jesus, Father God. Protect them, Father, while they are away, while they're prodigal. God, give them grace pray for deliverance in the year of 2023 in the name of Jesus. And until then, Father, give the parents wisdom, O Lord, to trust you, Father. These are your children, first and foremost. We didn't cause anything to happen. We can't change. We cannot control. But we, we, we trust you, Father, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi, Daily Audio Bible. This is Rivka, currently in Ohio. Just want to wish everybody a happy new year. And um, though it's cloudy outside, God, we know that above the clouds, the sun is always shining, God. So we just thank you. I ask for just wisdom and mercy to be over us in the new year, that we would seek you in all of our ways. You know how they say, Matthew 33, yeah, seek the Lord in all your heart and all these things. That means all, underline. All these things will be given unto you. And that saying that people um, say a lot at Christmas time, that wise men still seek him. So we, got, we thank you, God. We are wise. We are wise sons and daughters. And under your name, God, the living God, we plead your blood over our family, God, and our nation. We thank you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Blessings. Happy New Year.